1: Hello listeners, welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is episode number 865 and it's called Catching Up with Amber and Paul number 13. And I have just a couple of things I want to say at the beginning here before we get started, but I will keep this very brief. Okay, so first of all, Uh, this episode sees the very welcome return of my good friends, Amber Minogue and Paul Taylor. Amber and Paul have been regular guests and very popular guests on this podcast uh, since I first Got to know them and invited them on the show about 10 years ago. So they've been regular guests over the last 10 years. Uh, for those people who don't know, Amber and Paul are both stand-up comedians. And that's how I know them. We, know, we all know each other uh, from doing stand-up comedy in Paris in English. Now, um, Paul is definitely the most successful comedian of the three of us. In fact, he's a professional, full-time professional stand-up comedian. And he does his own one-man shows. Um, And uh, when we recorded this, Paul was just on a break from a big world tour that he was doing, touring his latest one-man show, which was called Bizou Bai. It's a bilingual show in both French and English. You heard me talking about it in the last episode. So when we recorded this, Paul was on a break from that tour. So that kind of gives you context. Paul talks about staying in hotel rooms and um sleeping in his own bed for the first time and getting a bad neck because he's not used to it so that's because he's he'd been on tour touring around his comedy show. Um, And also, I need to say that this episode, this conversation was recorded a couple of months ago, actually, in the autumn, all the way back in the autumn of 2023. So a couple of months ago. Uh, That's why we talk about, for example, uh, the weather turning cold and some other things like that. You will also hear us talking about this big final show That Paul did uh, at the Zenith. That's this big uh, venue, this big concert venue in Paris. So Paul talks about uh, the fact that he's going to do a show at the Zenith in front of about four or five thousand people. And uh, I tell you how to get tickets for that. But uh, if again, if you listen to the last episode, you will know that that show has already happened. Uh, okay, that show took place on the 6th of January, which is now in the past. So I'm sorry if you if you watch this or listen to this and you think, oh, that would be fantastic. I'd love to get tickets to see that show. Then unfortunately, it's not possible unless you have a time machine. But... Um yeah, so sorry about that, but to be fair, I did actually tell you about the show on this podcast in the introduction to episode 855 and a couple of other episodes. I did actually announce that the show was happening, uh, so I did give you a warning to get tickets, but anyway, sorry if you wanted to get tickets and now you realise that uh, time travel is just not possible. Um, I would, if I, if I had a time uh, travelling machine, if I had a time machine, uh, then I would let you use it because the show was great. And he invited me to perform, actually, um, and I did 10 minutes. You can listen to the last episode of this podcast to hear me talking about that. Okay, I think that's basically what I wanted to say, really. So now I'll stop this introduction, and we'll just let the episode begin. So here is a, a sort of tangential conversation. That means a conversation that goes off in different directions okay, which is typical about all sorts of things. Just enjoy another conversation with Amber and Paul. uh, And so let's get started. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke Singley's <laughs> podcast. Yes, you've seen from the title, it's actually happening. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Hello. Has you the jingle already happened? No, we haven't done the jingle oh, yet. I'm okay. just going straight in. But okay. do you want to do the jingle? We'll do the jingle. Oh, no, I have to do the jingle live, don't I? Do, I have you? To do Well... I don't know, what am I supposed oh, to do, put it in afterwards? Do you not edit your your things? I do edit my things, but uh, okay, I'll do with the jingle. Oh, no, but then, then, then There needs to be a visual then with the jingle too, doesn't there? Oh, you've got, yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just do it live. Okay, what, what do we
2: just sit and watch? look at each it. other while the jingle happens? I suppose happens.
1: so, yeah, 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 I suppose so. All right,
0: okay. We can, like, newsreaders.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, shuffling
2: documents, shuffling the papers. They asked me to do that the other day at an interview. <laughs> They're like, "Just so you know, at the end of the interview, we're going to keep rolling for a couple of minutes." And and I was like, "Do you want us to do the news thing?" He's like, "Yeah, exactly." I'm like, "All right, cool." Shuffle so, news. So when we finished, when we finished. The, the girl, the, the interviewer, she just started talking to me and she like completely random question and nothing to do with anything as soon as we cut. Because she thinks I'm incapable of like pretending to talk. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So they were like, OK, the interview's done, but keep going. And she, and so she was like, so the weather's great today, isn't it? And I was like, what? Where's you that come from? This. <laughs>
1: rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. That's what they do on the news. That is what they do. Well, they say rhubarb. Say the word rhubarb. Yeah, because if you say rhubarb without, you know, just moving your lips, it looks like you're... Rhubarb.
2: (laughs) All right, well, let's play the jingle and let's let's mouth rhubarb. Okay, we'll just
1: go rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb while the jingle is playing. (laughs) Here we go. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers will be my choice. Yeah. Okay, so the jingle has been done. We're in. Hello, Amber and Paul. How are you? How are you? I feel um, a little bit uh, reluctant to just instantly ask you how you are, but I'm going to do it. How are you? Because this will lead to one hour of conversation. Absolutely,
0: it will just be us talking. He's like, I've got, I've got an intro to do.
1: I do have an intro to do. (laughs) Anyway, Amber, how are you today? I'm good. Great, Paul. I'm fine. Ta- I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Fine, fantastic. Well, wow, I'm not. I'm. I'm angry as normal. Really? Yeah. What, what was? Because of the journey here. Oh, I
2: woke up with a creak in my neck, and as I was saying, it's our 15 year anniversary, and our babysitter pulled out tonight. So fucking hell.
0: I've got a babysitter. Is it the same? It's the, Is same, it the same one. Babies?
2: She's same. got COVID.
0: What? Yeah. How dare she have Ask COVID? Sarah. She's got babysitters.
1: Yeah, but it's too late. It's tonight.
0: Never too late for someone yeah, who wants some money.
1: I don't know. So Paul's in a mood because it's his fifteen-year wedding anniversary. Fifteen, not wedding, not wedding, fifteen-year anniversary, anniversary of being together yeah, with yeah. your, with your, yeah. with your significant other.
2: Yeah, lover. and like I, I did a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, the one time I make any fucking effort to buy, like a present you know I was I, last week I got a card I wrote like, I, th- I, I spent like a day thinking about what to write in the card you know 15 years is like a crystal anniversary yeah. for whatever so I bought like a really nice bottle of champagne like I made an effort for yeah. once normally yeah. I'm just like yeah happy anniversary or whatever and happy she anniversary makes it. darling there you go there's a cup and of I like, I've got it's 15 years I've got to make a bit of an effort and we're like oh let's book the,
1: the, the uh, restaurant
0: <sighs> Paul Paul send her over to mine sleepover
1: what his wife?
0: Yeah, <laughs> send over, send over your wife. She can stay with me. That's not—it's uh. not even funny. No, of course, your little, your little
2: girl. Yeah, but she's got some, uh, maybe. I didn't even think about. that. You can that. always
0: pick her up if you if you want to take home at sleepy. Do oh you know God. what I mean? Pop her in the that car. That
1: laugh made my head spin. <laughs> so you've also got a. So there's we'll discuss this later okay. on. I think the ins and outs of Paul's yeah. personal okay. life. You also got a bad neck. Have you this morning? Yeah, you woke up with a creak in. your Yeah,
2: neck? I, I'm so not used to sleeping in my house. I've been. This is the first night I've had in my house in in one week because I've been on tour. And I think I'm not used to my own pillow anymore. And so I just woke up and my neck, and I had to cycle here because mm. I knew the metro was going to be a nightmare because mm-hmm. we now live next to each other. Yeah. Uh, you and, raced
1: each other, basically.
2: Yeah. And I, because I, I was, as I was getting, as you were sending the text messages, as I was looking at my watch, getting them. I'm like,
0: yes, come on, I'm winning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so cycling when you've got a bad neck, cause you've got to look around all the time, it yeah. was really painful. Mm. So yeah, I'm not in a good
0: mood. He's been spoilt by hotels, hotel grade pillows yeah
2: exactly yeah. none of this cheap 15 you need to up Euro- your game yeah
0: <laughs> I- ikea not good enough for We've you just
1: bought new pillows as well and i don't know whatever yeah okay. what a what a state to be in where your own bed is foreign to you where mm-hmm. you're like i don't like this i don't like my own bed i would rather sleep in a hotel room yeah but
0: my bed is just it's colonized honestly i wake up in the morning and everyone's sleeping on my pillow like the cat sleeps on me <sighs> and like my daughter gets into bed my son gets into bed i'm just like guys get out of my breath there's no space like I'm crushed on all sides
1: oh everyone wants to sleep with Amber yeah (laughs) hey there it is. I mean, you know, in the most wholesome way possible. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's rushing to get to sleep oh, with you, aren't they? There He's we go. It. He's done it again. That <laughs> might that might come up again. That's that's okay. uh, that joke. We'll see because you've been talking about it, Paul. I talk about it every night on stage, basically. We'll come back to that. We So, will. so I've got some things to say at the beginning. Actually, okay. my first question is is, is: is Paul, what's the situation? But I think we know what the situation is. Well, the situation is
2: uh, that we are in the Podcastle. Uh, the best name for a podcast studio, I think, that ever
1: exists. Pod Palace, as oh, Amber said before, but
0: th- Pod Palace, but Podcastle works because it's like Podcast
1: Podcastle Castle, Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks,
0: it looks. It looks. It
2: looks like a Pod because we're high up. Yeah. I mean, it could yeah. be a palace as well. Today. I like castle. Podcastle is mm, good. Podcastle because yeah. it's
0: like podcast. Pod Castle. Yeah. Podcast, yeah.
2: Uh, and the weather is grey. Uh, it's it's not raining today, but it was yesterday. Mm. Um, it's a little chilly. Um, It is.
1: Yes, it's gone chilly,
2: hasn't it? I mean, I was in Canada last week, so it's not chilly compared to there. Right. It's
0: not chilly for my children. They rock up. both of the teachers of like your children do need to wear coats, and I'm my, like, my
1: children are British.
0: I'm like they're English. They feel no cold. Honestly, like Margot, she's walking school this morning. She's just like, I'm hot, and I was like, no, 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 you can't take off your coat not before school. I'm hot until so it took off her coat, and all the other kids got hats and scarves, and she's just like in a dress, like a short sleeve dress. I was like,
2: <laughs> I got uh, my wife gave me hassle the other day because I dropped Louise off before I went on tour, so. Addie had an appointment somewhere, so I was in charge of dressing my daughter mm. in the morning.
1: Shorts and t-shirt. Just, it's it's October, yeah. but flip
2: flops. Yeah. yeah. Sun cream.
1: <laughs> Send her, <laughs> <laughs> her to school,
2: and then my wife called me at like 5:32 because she gets picked up at 5:30. She's like, "Paul, did you put a coat on? Is, I can't find a coat." I'm like, "Yeah, it, like I put a thing over the top." She's like, "No, that's a rain." like stopper, a rain stopper, a windbreaker, whatever yeah, you call it. Yeah. Mm. Like a, just a, Cagool. A, yeah. A, 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 ka- a kawe. I don't know what you call that in English. Yeah. Cagool. I mean, wind, yeah. wind Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, rain yeah, th- the thing. Yeah. It's just like, you didn't put a, an actual coat on her. I'm like, well, it wasn't that cold this morning. She didn't... She's like, poof. And she, oh, we had this argument. And and you
1: nearly murdered... You nearly killed your daughter, basically, is probably the, the crux exactly, of the argument. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now she's sick, and just by coincidence, it's my fault. Right, of course it is, yeah. Uh-uh. Um, yes, yes, yeah. Our, but she's English as well, so... Yeah. Got okay. to build up that resistance to the weather. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean, the, the, the French kids at my daughter's school were all in hats and coats and gloves. Oh, no. in like, no, late, late August, you know. <laughs> it's like... There's a sniff of, of of autumn in the air, and suddenly they're all pow in these like, you know, ida down flipping coats. You know, one like, like leaf that, drops, yeah, and one, you're like, oh, here we go. These are coats that you use to go and explore the Arctic tundra. <laughs> you know, well, and they're like kids walking around in Paris covered in these things.
0: Well, my son's teacher said that he was not going to be able to go out and play unless he came to school in a coat, and I was like. Okay. Yeah. But if he doesn't feel cold. Anyway, so now I'm just like, look, you're taking a coat. You can take it off at school.
1: Yeah. Same. Same here. Now, guys, normally, um, normally in these situations, I do prepare some questions, don't I? Uh, Or even some kind of theme. And then we just ignore it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because the conversation starts and then it's impossible to keep it under control like some kind of horse. Right. Or a wild horse. It just it's off and you can't get it. Sure. So now uh, this summer. Right. I went through my entire episode archive Uh because I had to do some website admin. Okay. Right. I had to update every single embedded player, every single audio embedded player for every single episode <laughs> what? on that every single long. website page for this podcast. Why? I took the entire month of uh, I took all of July and August off. I thought I'd be just having a lovely time uh, looking after the baby, but I was looking after the baby and doing all this website stuff. Just because uh. I moved uh, audio host, I had to update all the audio uh. players, right? Mm. So mm. I went through every single page for every single episode yeah. of this podcast i saw i saw my life flashing before my eyes <laughs> i bet you did i really did and also i saw you youtube because you've been on this podcast quite a lot of times <laughs> yeah i don't know how many it is it's got to be something like 50 60 times no. no seriously no seriously yeah it's something in the region of that okay Wait. i mean this is one of my favorite things to do
2: Right. this is why that you're like there's I, I, I'm I, I'm working I'm still like today I've got I, I, I've got back from tour I'm going back on tour in a couple of days I'm like no I want to do Luke's podcast let's do this for three hours yeah exactly
1: um so it can't be 50. I don't know I haven't counted actually the number this is this is, episode is gonna be called catching up with amber and Paul and ha- this is number 13 of these <laughs> this is Catching up with Amber and Paul number 13. Oh my God. Later on, we're planning to do the Lion Game. I hope we're going to have time, but that's going to be Lion like Game number Eleven or something? It no, it's many? nine. It's number nine. That's number nine. And there's been plenty of other episodes Luke too. Still
0: hasn't told a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, highlights. Just a few highlights. Yeah. If you remember from the very first time you we were both on, which I think was in like 2013 or 14, it was when you were about to give birth to your son, mm-hmm. and you you, we, you came on for uh, Christmas time. This is like ages oh, ago. Oh, not
2: together. You mean no, just, not oh, together
1: individually. But the first time you were on together was called Catching Up with Amber. And Paul, and we were upstairs on the terrace of my old, old apartment mm-hmm. getting sunburned, yeah. if you remember that. I do. There was then Paul not knowing any words or expressions in his first language. Yeah. Uh, English. But that's every episode, isn't it? Yeah, true. Basically. It's like, <laughs> it's continued. You know you don't know your own language. There's obviously Amber's lovely voice, Paul's infectious laugh. Do you remember Paul's naive eyes? Do you remember the Mm. comment about Paul's naive eyes? Apparently you have naive eyes. I think it was naive. Okay. No,
2: I don't remember that. Innocent eyes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, We did the bank robbery. We did the role-playing games, Mm. like the the one with the robot teacher who, you know, this very prescient. The
0: burlap sack.
1: The burlap sack from the Victorian detective series, the philosophy quiz, Paul's sudden meteoric rise to success. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that when I wrote that meteoric rise. Is that like like a meteor? Because meteors do not rise, rise. they go down. I think it's the the speed that meteors travel at. I think that's probably more where the phrase comes from. We don't say meteoric fall, do we? No. It's um, always a meteoric rise, but meteors definitely don't rise. No, that's true. Well, they don't really do anything. I mean, They just it's, fall to the ground. Yeah, if you it. were to ask uh,
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson, he'd probably just be like, <laughs> they float in <laughs> something. You know,
1: know, there is no direction. Yeah. You know, there'd be some... For, oh, oh, I in love in Yeah. But a meteor is when an asteroid has, has entered the Earth's atmosphere, I believe. But
0: do we know the entomology of it? Yeah, of meteor. yeah, I mean, is it just about that or is it about just fast movement and we've... I mean, I don't know.
1: Meteor. I don't know either. Meteor. Anyway. We see them falling, but maybe they're... From a different perspective, yeah. they're, they're rising. We're on
2: the ground and it's coming down towards us, but it because we're a, a globe, yeah. contrary space. to popular belief, <laughs> uh, then... <laughs>
1: have heard about this, Aaron, but the be, earth is flat. Anyway. The, the
2: meteors might actually be coming from this direction, coming down to up and hitting us
1: because we're in Australia. Upside down. In Australia, yeah. Well, potentially. Yeah. Anyway. All right, then. So there was that. Um, mm-hmm. There was, you know, the philosophy quiz, the, the cultural stereotypes, the bad gig stories, uh, talking all about sleeping for one episode randomly. Mm-hmm. Amber's mm-hmm. son shitting under a table <laughs> in a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A total of four babies born, plus yeah. five now with the new arrival in our family, uh, surviving lockdown with the kids. The lockdown happened. This
2: I can't is- believe that the first one you hadn't, you didn't have, uh, um, no, he, he wasn't hadn't born been hadn't pregnant.
0: Be- Wow. Episode. I think it was about pregnancy, wasn't it? It was
1: about having a baby, yeah. yeah. Wow, That's right. oh, that is insane, isn't it? Visiting the Louvre and then. Oh, yeah, we yeah, went there. Yeah, the that was fun. Yeah. And talking about going to the toilet for about 90 minutes <laughs> most recently. But seriously, though, right, it's been awesome. It's been awesome having you both on the podcast. You've brought a lot to the show. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for what you've brought to this podcast by offering you both a token of my appreciation. So I've got you both gifts (gasps) Gifts. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it
0: was going to be a cup of tea.
1: Uh, there you go Who'd like to do the honours And open the box Oh there's a, It's in here Now oh, on, Amber. Uh, Audio listeners you I'll can't, hold your microphone if you Okay want. Audio listeners You can't actually see this But I've pre- presented Amber with a brown okay. Cardboard Ooh. box uh, Which Ooh. She is opening In order to reveal The contents Two gifts Oh, What oh. are they Can you explain This is
0: exciting Oh it is I'm kind seeing, of A cup of
1: tea then Isn't it
0: I am seeing Some Some You can hear it probably Some porcelain We've got here uh, and, Oh my gosh Paul. What? It's not just any mug. What? These are custom-made mugs. Oh, Hold on. Oh,
2: and Paul are on the podcast. Oh, our-
0: look at that. We've got our pictures on it. Oh, oh. from the olden days. From the old
2: days with yes. me and my white shirt and black tie. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you- That's us, the three of us on stage. Not together, but... Combined together, for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Oh, that's so Here you nice. go. Here's the mug, ladies and gentlemen.
1: There, there it is. Let's bring that nice and close. Did
2: you not make that? Is that not um, one of the pictures of one of the
1: episodes? Amber and Paula on the podcast. Yes, this is an image that I uh, you, I made uh, for one episode or two, and wow. I use that oh. image a lot. But I
0: he didn't took- call us to get headshot, did he? No. It's like, I'll just take any old random pick. It makes it more authentic, doesn't it? It does. You know, if you just said, oh, I'm going to get a nice picture. it develops. But uh, this is look so good. You look this good, this look good like in the a, pictures, don't you? This looks like a Facebook kind of, because uh, sometimes I get those reminders on Facebook and it's like nine years ago today and it's just us <laughs> on stage all the time. It's yeah. just, that's the only thing that's on Facebook. It's just us lot. Yeah. But this is perfect with with Paul in his white shirt that's so thank you Luke you're that's welcome. so you're welcome. That's I
1: went for the old school pictures because I just thought you know that's the sort of the vibe here yeah. the, Absolutely. you know just as a little reference to the to the the good old days now Aww. we can call them
0: I'm touched that's really sweet I love that you're that's very such welcome a nice of course you're you. welcome
1: but
2: and we're almost yeah. the opposite because you're black and white you've got the black and white yeah. like little French made sort of what do you call that as it's a not,
0: Peter Pan collar is the words you're looking for? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I right.
2: Didn't know that French maid. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a French
1: maid. You know, the, the little, you know, like in the restaurants.
0: I know what you, you mean. You, yeah, know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll make you a cup of tea now. Paul arrived earlier on. He's like, "Can I have a cup of tea?" I was like, "No." no. <laughs>
2: He's like, "I don't have
1: enough mugs. I'll go, I'll go and wash it. I'll go and wash like, the no, mug." No,
2: you He's won't. like, "No, don't worry about it. The, the tap isn't working properly." I'm like, "Oh, okay."
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I was late. There was someone on the high. Someone had descended onto the rails, and so my, tre- my metro was delayed. Don't worry about it's a
1: drunk it. English person. Oh, I die free! Do you want to Probably. just like uh, swill out the mugs uh, with some water and put the water into the plant pots? There. Oh, that's a good sure. idea. And then I'll get the kettle on. You. Okay. Uh, and then we can sort of uh, settle into this episode, which is, as I said, called Catching Up with Amber and Paul. The idea of these episodes is that... Um, well, which plant which plant needs it the most? Um, the the this one. peace lily, yes. The peace lily. It's quite a thirsty plant, that one. Um, the idea being behind these episodes is that basically I just say to you both, so what have you been up to? Okay, And then hope that we get about an hour of podcast content out of it. May see if I... we can
0: restrict it to an hour.
1: Let's see. Yeah, it's more restricting to an hour. Because... Then, then we're going to go and have lunch, right? <laughs> and, uh, and then after that, well, we'll see. Hopefully we'll have time to then do uh, the classic lying game. Um, which we'll explain in a bit.
2: So, if, well, it's, if this is episode nine of The Lion Game, I'm not sure that we need explaining it again, but yeah. we, of course we will.
1: There's There will be uh, a fair number of new listeners who have actually never heard uh, The Lion You're Game. You're crushing it on YouTube. Hello, YouTube, by the way. I, I, by
2: saying hello, I'm saying hello to more people
1: than I am on my own channel now. Good work. <laughs> yes, it's coming along quite well, yeah. Uh, you know, YouTube's a funny one. You kind of start, sometimes you wonder, oh, when's the algorithm going to be like, nah, I've finished with him now. I'll move on to someone else. Because that's kind of how it feels a little bit on YouTube. That, yeah, that's, you're it, just at the mercy of the algorithm. Yeah, but the algorithm is, all it is, is what people want to watch. So I mean, if
2: people are watching your thing and they're watching a lot of it, then they'll just get served more of it. It's basically right. those, It's basically a servant to the watchers, the algorithm. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. to do with like, oh, they decide to put... So it's just like, hey, if people want to watch this, they'll watch it. <laughs> and if they watch it, then they go, oh, this is what he likes or she likes yeah. or they like. And they'll just add more of the stuff so clearly like this here's some more and that's why
0: you can't let your children play with your phone because they mess (laughs) up your algorithm. if I get any more chipmunk content
1: oh my Netflix is ruined my Spotify my Spotify is ruined you know you get Spotify is it Spotify unwrapped or whatever it is at the end of the year where it's like let's look at your highlights for the year it's like the wheels on the bus (laughs) (laughs) the wheels on the bus go round and round was your favorite jam this year (laughs) no it was not (sighs) absolutely Um, so shall i shall i start by asking you the key question the the question that's going to kick it all off which is so what have you been up to guys who wants to have first crack at that question what have you been up to
0: listen paul has been up to a lot yeah he's been up to a lot so i don't know if that means he should go first
1: yeah go on then so what have you been up to paul taylor um well oh, I, when was the last time that we were on it's because i don't know what uh, i i feel like we haven't
0: seen each. It, it was I'm, hot I, it was a while ago
1: uh no i think it was like um maybe springtime or just uh, early spring when we did the titanic toilets and tiktok uh, oh, uh talk okay um so you- I, th- I think it's at, l- at least six months, something right. like that. Um, um, yeah. So we haven't ta- seen you since you went off on tour. No. I mean, I've,
2: um, the ho- since May, April, since April, I've been on tour, basically. Yeah. I finished yeah. my shows in Paris in March, on the 1st of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just been a- touring in 18 different countries. Uh, touring
1: in 18 different countries. Yeah, we've just, got two more to go. Just in case no one knows, because, uh-huh. uh, you know, there are new people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, uh, in English, in French, both. This is your third uh, spectacular one-man <laughs> one-man show, yeah. Right, this one is called uh, Bizubai, yeah. Right, um, and yeah, you're kind of uh, he, Paul Taylor, the phenomenon, <laughs> the English-speaking comedian who made it big. Uh, do you doing not pass stand-up. him on the metro all the time? I do. I see I've his
0: all his posters on the metro at the moment.
1: Absolutely. yeah that's true yes so there you go so Paul's a stand-up comedian he goes around normally France and French-speaking countries mm-hmm. uh doing uh a show a one-man show where you tell jokes and stories and that sort of thing yeah um so 18 different countries yeah which countries all right so France obviously yeah uh Thailand naturally yeah of <laughs> course all the
2: yeah I mean we did Bangkok so sure. that's all we did. We d- it's not like we toured in Thailand, but we did Thailand, Singapore, Australia, uh US, uh Mauritius, uh England, Scotland, Ireland, Wh- fuck Wales, fuck Wales. Uh the week after that we did uh Amsterdam so the Netherlands. Uh uh Hungary.
1: For some reason, he can't remember what happened after the Netherlands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hungary. Uh, yeah, you were hungry, I suppose. Yeah, I was hungry. And then uh, Lunch- I, I ate some Germany. That doesn't work. No uh, German sausages. Uh, Germany, Austria. Uh, and then we came back and we did Portugal, Spain. Uh, that's 15. Uh, Canada.
1: Yeah. Uh, 16. And I'm forgetting some. A couple of other countries. In Europe. In, in Europe, Switzerland? Switzerland, correct. Luxembourg. Right. Mm. And I've Flip got Belgium it. and
2: Monaco to, to go. Wow. Highs and lows? Uh, high, the highest of the high. Uh,
1: Switzerland, I would have thought.
2: <laughs> Switzerland was pretty good, to be honest. It was actually pretty good. The lowest of the low was... Uh, 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 the Netherlands? The, the low Te- country. Uh, <laughs> sorry, li- Literally, the Netherlands was the lowest country that we performed in. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, lowest of, uh, of the low was uh, Portugal.
1: Okay, come on, tell us the story. Portugal. What was wrong Portugal? With- Portugal's lovely. Gorgeous. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. the country's great. I mean, we don't see. I say I've toured 18 countries. I, I could have just been in Paris. I don't know where I am. I, we land on the day of the show, basically. We do the show and then we fly back the next day. Yeah. So I don't see anything unless we're in. So in Portugal we did we did Faro, in the south, in the Algarve, mate. Right. It's just there's no one, no one came to the show and it's just old people and none of them spoke English. So it was great. Um, <laughs> and so and then the next day we went to uh, Portugal
1: other parts Lisbon of yeah
2: so we drove up to Lisbon and then the next day we flew home so we saw the motorway between Faro and, and Lisbon but um yeah that, that was the worst show was what well,
1: wait well, to, to go into a bit more detail about the, that's, this terrible show in Faro.
2: well you know what I might save it for the line game mm. okay which is okay. in the next episode okay. But okay basically there weren't very many people in the audience right okay uh, about 37 is the is the actual number. In a venue that should have held 300 300 it so yeah. was 10% mm, of that's your audience. Hiccoy. Yeah. It was uh it was three and and in the front row were three children, 7, 9 and 12, mm. and their parents decided to sit at the back of the room with their friends and just leave the three kids up front. So the atmosphere was glacial. That's
1: horrendous oh. for a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Absolute that sounds, horror. Yeah. That
0: sounds absolutely and no,
1: no one spoke English.
0: But it's kind of... I mean, anything that's terrible always makes a good story.
1: It does. Always good copy. Okay, so we can look forward to a bit of that maybe in The Lion Game. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so um, How, was, hu- how was Hungary? Hungary... It was all right. Because that's um, not known for its... There is quite a big French community there. The uh. problem with it was that... Um, the venue wasn't a stand-up venue. It was like a conference centre of the Académie Française. Uh, no, it wasn't the Académie Française. I don't know. It was a conference centre okay. that was just like... You know, not great for gigs. No, you know, typically where they would put Absolutely. flags up and up and a podium, so podium and, and not yeah stage. exactly yeah, no
0: i know exactly what you mean those so, gigs are
2: hard yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best but it was good like the it, it, overall it was good the journey there was interesting because we we took a train from vienna to budapest mm-hmm. and the train was something out of like uh sort of james bond or something like agatha christie it yeah. was mm-hmm. it was the oldest train i've ever seen Wow. Lovely. and the weird thing was is it had like it's it, it had its own buffet cart uh, you know, like a like a just Restaurant old, car. yeah. So first of all, we get on the train and we we sit where like in a seat of four because there's three of us travelling at all times. It's me, my manager Adam, uh, and my light and sound guy, uh, Manu, uh, Manu, 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 who's very French. And so we normally try and find you know the four seats together. Yeah. So we did that. And a couple of states, it stopped at every station between Vienna and Budapest, basically. And uh, at some point, a bunch of people came on and like, oh, we've got these seats reserved. And we're like, oh, we didn't have, ours were open tickets, but apparently there were reserved seating. So I guess we'll have to stand up. So we stood up and then at some point, Manu was like, I'm going to go see if I can get like a drink at the bar. And he comes back about half an hour later because it took that long to get because everyone got on the train and most of the ca- the one that we had was weirdly a more modern carriage, yeah. like the ones that we're used to here where there's seats on both sides with a an alleyway in the middle. Yeah. The rest of the carriages were alleyway on the side with the booths. Right. You know, like these old, yeah, imagine like old Soviet type booths. Totally, yeah. So the booths were rammed and everyone would just stood up in the corridor. So you had to like literally squeeze past every individual person. Yeah. So he came back at some point uh, mm-hmm. with the, dr- no, he didn't even come back. This was a thing. He's like, oh, I'm at the bar. It's a nightmare to get here. But there's space at the bar because there's a, there's a bunch of tables free at the bar. So I was like, oh, Adam couldn't be bothered. So he stayed there. So then I made my way through to the bar. Mm -hmm. Took about 20 minutes. Mm. And then at some stage we're like, Adam, you have to come here. Like instead of standing up for the next hour and a half of the train, come here. And on top of it, there was it was like there was there was a uh, a Hindu. Uh, a bachelorette party uh, when who's about to get married. who's about to get married, having a party with her friends. Has fifteen other girlfriends with her, and they were like German, and they were in the in the in the train, just having a riot in the yeah. in the car, yeah. like opening their own champagne, doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Manu was loving it, uh, <laughs> and I said to Adam because Adam's gay. I'm like, listen, there's a bunch of girls. You won't enjoy it, but it's you, at least you'll have a seat. So what ended up happening was. Why did we decide to do that? I can't remember. He was like, I can't be bothered going through the thing. We're like, well, here's what we do. The next stop, you jump out of the carriage, leg it down the platform, three <laughs> carriages, and then jump back on. What could go wrong? Exactly. So we stopped at this, like, wh- wherever it was in the middle of nowhere station. And, uh, and then he ran like James Bond. <laughs> Tom Cruise, well, a man who's out the carriage, being like, "I'm over here, I'm over here," yeah. and just legged it down, and he just got in, and we had a we had a great rest of our trip. But yeah, the, the train was uh, really interesting. Sounds great, yeah. So yeah, Budapest was fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users
0: don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
1: slash people today.
2: Um, Yeah, some shows go really well and some of them don't. And what's interesting is
1: uh, the ones I, I tell the Russian joke. Yeah, uh, So it, to right. Bring, Okay. Go oh God. Uh, you tell the you now tell the Russian joke on stage in your big show. I I I, I explain. Here's what happened. Everyone. What, what okay. is the Russian joke? The new people of Luke's English podcast. Oh, um, I thought I'd escaped from this, escaped this, but apparently not. No, you will never escape it. It will be. It's it's gonna be. It's
2: gonna be. I mean, it's already been a decade. <laughs> yeah, I think it has. Right, it has. If we. St- when did we do has that it? show? We did no, that. That's show.
1: 2015. That's, yeah, that, all right. It's so eight years. it's about 8 years. 8 now. years.
2: It's cl- it's getting close. do <laughs> you know what we should do for the 10 years? We should what? do we should do a so a sorry, I'm English. Yeah. 10 year reunion show yeah, maybe.
1: and do the Russian joke. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, I can't do the Russian so this is a misunderstanding that people who understand? Who know about this joke, they think that when I do stand-up, I do the Russian joke, as if I can do it every time. No. It's only something that happened once, like completely on the spur of the moment. Well,
0: let me, I'll tell tell
2: the story, because this is how I tell the story on stage. Sure, okay. Basically, uh, myself and Luke, we used to have a show called Sorry We're English, where Luke would do 30 minutes, and then I would do 30 minutes, and this is when I was building up to doing my own one-hour show. Yes. Um, And so uh, while Luke is on stage, I would be at the back doing the lights and the sound, uh, and then we would switch over because we couldn't afford anyone extra to do the lights and sound because we are in this tiny cave in Paris basically. So Luke's on stage one of these shows. Yes. starts the show and about 10 minutes late there's a couple that arrive and they sit right in the front row because there's only the seats
1: available are in the front. And they're late as well and it's normal at the beginning of the show that you kind of do crowd work, you mm-hmm. know. So that means just asking the audience questions and engaging them in conversation. Uh, to get to know them and to get the right rapport going on, and it's normal to sort of ask people where they're from and stuff, right? Yeah. So These two people arrive late. These two and, and, and Luke
2: and Luke is half angry. Luke never gets angry, but he when he's on stage sometimes he has a more angry persona, like I do. Like it often mm-hmm. is the case. So he angrily goes, "Oh well, welcome to the show. Ten minutes late. I guess you guys must be French." Because
1: Cause, cause French people are often late.
2: You're not speaking into the microphone. I know,
1: that's why I'm shouting.
2: <laughs> because French people are often late. Um, uh, they have a phrase for it in France. It's called les 15 minutes de politesse, the 15 minutes of politeness, right. um, which um, is called being an arsehole in uh, English-speaking countries.
1: Oh God, um, right, Amber, where do you want to put this? You can, can put it here. We didn't
2: think about the logistics of the tea, did we? Why don't you... um, Perfect. There is a good shelf that's your
1: height just behind you,
0: though. No, this
1: is good. It's got equipment on it. Okay. Sante. Cheers. Sante. Cheers. Cheers, 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 everybody. Thanks for Uh, the mug. Thanks for the tea. You're welcome. Cheers. By the way, listeners and viewers, uh, these Amber and Paula on the podcast mugs are available in the Luke's podcast merch store. Yeah. In case you want to get one of of your own, that one person is now considering buying it. Hey,
2: I tell you what, if you buy the mug and you come to one of my shows... With a black permanent marker, I will sign it for you.
0: Tea has never tasted so good.
2: I
1: know, right? <laughs> would, it,
0: would, it, would it work, a black permanent marker? Yeah, I think
1: so. Yes, it does. I have oh, to, I've, okay. I've done that myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So-, so Luke says, are you French?
2: And the couple mm-hmm. replied, no, we are Russian. To which Luke responded immediately because he's so witty and so fast and so uh, hilarious. He replied, yeah. But you weren't rushing to get here tonight, though, were you? At which point, none of the audience laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Except for me at the back of the room. Yeah, you- I laughed because it's a great play on words. It's a great
1: joke.
0: It is a good joke. I um, laughed when you told me. Great exactly. joke.
1: Now. This is the thing, though. Like, when, when we told Amber about the joke eight years ago <laughs> she had a good laugh we had a good laugh about it we moved on we did what actually little then,
0: did we know little
1: did we know we'd started a sort of a, 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 a I don't know what you call it a
0: really. never-ending spiral
1: yeah of pain exactly because then of course lots of listeners heard the little story and heard amber and us laughing about it and they're like wait 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 what because the not only did the people in the audience not a, didn't get the joke, and B, didn't even realise a joke had uh, had happened. Um, they didn't get it, but also the audience of this podcast, when we told the story, also mm-hmm. didn't get it.
2: But what was yeah. the funniest thing for me was yes. that you're on stage, yeah. and you realise that no one understood, but you know it's a good joke, yeah, because I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. So you're like, yeah, I made Paul laugh. It, comedians, when we make each other laugh, we know it's a good joke. yeah. And so you decided to try and explain the joke to the audience by saying
1: it again, but yeah. slower. But I did that, I tried to do that with a sort of ironic tone, but that was also lost apparently too.
2: It was still total silence, and I'm laughing even louder now because it's funny watching you do a joke that no one understood, trying to explain the joke that no one's understanding the explanation of, yeah. and just having total silence and weird looks on
1: stage. They're just, that was... at, they're just looking at me, not even like, what's he talking about? Or, this is this doesn't make sense, this bit. They're just looking at me, like, expectantly waiting for the show to start. And I'm like, five minutes in, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, they're up for it. They just don't, it's like the jokes yeah. I'm making are invisible.
2: And uh, those of you listening right now, if you haven't if you still don't get the joke that the the that you weren't Russian to get here, I think if you type in Luke Luke's English podcast a Russian joke into uh, YouTube, uh, I'm just going to type it in now as a non right Russian joke. Uh, it is the first result in there. Uh, the Russian joke explained. Eleven
1: minutes and thirty five yeah. seconds. So uh, when so <laughs> just <laughs> eleven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are in the days when I used to repeat myself a bit more than I do now. I've kind of got to grips with that slightly. But so, going so just tell- a little tangent off yeah. from your story, if that's all right, yeah. which is that, so I did that on stage twice. They didn't get it. Nothing. Didn't realize. We told the story on the podcast. People didn't get the joke. Like, What's he saying about Russian people? Especially mm-hmm. Russian listeners who are very sensitive. They're like, what is he? What joke? What is he trying to say about us? And um, and so I noticed all these comments. and I was like, then next time. I you know I had a few comments about the Russian joke. let me just clarify that for you. I told the joke again and explained it again even more comments I don't understand the Russian joke.
0: maybe maybe we should stop calling it the Russian joke. I just call it the rushing. Rushing. Thing. Oh, the rushing joke. Joke. the rushing joke. Rushing joke. Rushing joke. Or, or the late joke because they hear Russian and they think, oh, they're you're joking like, about uh, us. Uh, what and, is this? And when and you're not. It's no, I'm not. not. Uh, there's no. It's, it's nothing yeah. to do
2: with Russia. It's just it just so happens that Russia rhymes
1: with a verb which means to go quickly. Rushing Russian. They sound very similar. They're very that's similar. It. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. There's no other meaning. And I, you know, and every time I explained it, someone else would not get it. And and then you decided that every time you were on the show, you. Would would mention it so that someone else would ask what it was exactly. so that, and I could explain it again then I made the YouTube video uh-huh. to say right this is it I'll make this YouTube video <laughs> if anyone ever asks ah! I'll just post this and then they'll, then they'll understand it and then of course I get comments underneath the YouTube video saying I don't understand including one comment that said I think the problem here is that in for Russian people the words Russian and rushing sound very similar and I was like what that's not the problem that is the joke that's literally the joke it's not a problem it's a it's a joke, isn't it? Um, and, um, you know, so, and I even got an email from one listener who said, uh, who, who uh, was very upset with me mm. because she was like, uh, I understand with this Russian joke, you're making, are you making statements about the way that Russian people rush into other countries all the time? Oh. I am like, no, I'm not fucking talking about <laughs> that. It's just uh, that the words sound the same. Now, give me a break. Don't blame me for the world. So,
2: anyway. So now that this is my final bilingual show. So you say. uh, So I say.
0: Mm.
2: I might Sebastian Marx it and just do another one.
0: I think you should. Why
2: not? Um, Anyway. No, I'm not. So I I talk about. So, yeah, I've done. This is my third bilingual show. It's the final one. And the reason it's the final one is that I want to do shows only in English. But I tell the audience that I don't want to do the English shows in France. Here's why. And I go into the whole Russian joke situation. Now, what's really interesting Mm. is that when I do the joke the first time, I tell the story basically exactly as I just told it. Luke's on stage. He says, you weren't, you're not, oh yeah, but you weren't Russian to get here.
1: We're Russian. Well, you weren't Mm. Russian to come here, were you?
2: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I would say (laughs) there's nights where uh, outside of France, the joke kills the first time. And as soon as everyone's laughing, I go, exactly. It's a great fucking joke that no one in France understands. When I do the show in France, I'd say half of the audience understand the joke. The other half don't. And they start explaining it to each other in the room. I'm like, stop explaining it to each other. I'm going to now... And So I found a way of explaining it to the French people in French, using French words that make sense. And so the whole thing has become a bit in the show where I'm like, and at, at the very end of it, I'm like, and this is why I can't do English comedy in France. Because of... Like English comedy, specifically British comedy, I feel is very based on language, turns of words, play on words, and like references to English life or, or things like that, which is why a lot of English comedians don't make it out of England. You know, even to America, most English comedians yeah. don't make it to America.
1: Yeah, it can be, there's can
2: like be. four English comedians on Netflix compared to the 96 mm. on uh, that are Americans. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it's not that you know I I I uh, I, I don't want to do them in France because I think French people don't speak English. They do, but that in order to understand little things like that.
1: So yeah, the show's been going well. Um, can, but, I, can I ask can how I, do you explain the Russian joke to French people? You've actually converted it mm, into a French language yeah. joke, <clears throat>
2: so that I, I, I will do it in, I'll, and I'll now convert that French language joke back to English. And hopefully, it'll still work. But <laughs> yeah, we'll it, see. Well, basically, the verb to rush in French, yes, is précipiter, se précipiter. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the verb, and it's the same in a lot of Latin languages. And so, I basically say to the French people in the audience, I'm like, imagine there's a country in the world called Precipitaire, which is like Angleterre, like England, mm, but we mm. just go quicker. And then that's when they go, oh, and I go, now imagine the interaction where the couple say they're from Precipiter, And then Luke says, yeah, but you weren't precipitaring to get here tonight. And then they all start laughing. and I go, exactly. Right. That's when the whole audience anyway. Whew. So yeah, oh,
0: it's
1: even though precipitaire in English means rain. But, uh, precipitation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. B-
0: to precipitate.
1: Yeah, means <coughs> to. What's that? Doesn't it?
0: Doesn't it? Doesn't mean the same. Precipitate mean, oh, it mean it to go quickly. To
1: be to go quickly. Go quickly, and yeah. Precipitation.
0: I don't know Don't is, precipitate is, your is, answer It's rain Is, it, heard is that of rain? Pre- yeah precipitation, precipitation is rain, rain.
1: Yeah. But I've never heard of To precipitate I have Really? But, yeah. but I think so. you're. You know As we know Amber's cleverer no, and, it's, and more articulate
0: No but there's lots of French words Like you know Fancy stuff Right it, right because When you get in, into
1: Super formal fancy words lo-
0: There's loads of French words yeah. And the only reason Perhaps we know it's because Now we voila. speak
1: French oh, Voilà exactly. um, Yeah 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 Okay Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, how uh, uh, Amber, are you enjoying Paul's description of his tour at this point? I always because you're just sitting there listening yeah. at this moment.
0: I know, but he's I'm travelling with him. Yeah, he's taking me on on tour. a journey. Okay, um, although I mean, not that we're not talking about his tour. I did go myself abroad. Yes, just last weekend. Oh did really?
1: You, where did you go? Where did you go? I went to London. Ah,
0: nice I London to- city.
1: So on your own. Yes, and when, can I, it was very exciting. Can I ask previously to that? When was when had been the last time you were in London? Was years, years,
0: absolutely, ages, really. So did, oh. Yeah,
1: did you experience culture shock going back to your own country? Or? It
0: well, it was weird because. Um, I was going to London to do this, I'm doing this art course at the Courtauld about French women artists, women artists in France in the 18th century. Fascinating, fascinating. Right. I'll take you on a tour. You'll yes, love please, it, yes. um, which we should totally do. We should definitely go on a tour somewhere else. it would be fun. And, um, and I went to London. and I had these dollars. And so I thought I'll change them into pounds rather than changing them into euros. Oh. And then I went, you know, charge every time. I got to London and I felt, I didn't feel French, but I didn't feel English either. There's no money. You can't pay. You cash. can't.
1: Cash, no cash. You can't
0: pay with cash. No one yeah. takes it. Everywhere I went, they were like, oh, it's card only. I was like, are you joking? Mm. What the fuck is the problem? The money's completely different. No one takes money. Everyone pays with cash. their phone. Cash, you mean? Yeah. Everyone paying with their phone. Right. They were all laughing that I had an oyster card. They've all got it on their phones, that I had cash. I once went, I went to one place, I got some books, needless to say, I got some books from. Foils, you know, in London, Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, and I said, Oh, can I pay in cash? And she said, Oh, I I can open a till for you. And so she (laughs) took me to a separate cash till which they opened for me, said it twice. Yeah, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I tried. And um, and so like I had, so now I've got all this cash left, I had to spend some of it in boots, boots took it, and um, and then I had my ticket printed to go home. They thought that was very funny, but when I got to Eurostar. Your Eurostar
2: ticket printed, you mean? Yeah, I printed okay. it
0: just in case. You never know. Um, and so everyone, all my English friends, are all laughing at me for that. And oh, you're then, getting um, old, Amber. I'm old. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like and an old girl paying by but cash. Then when <laughs> I, got when, I know. But then when I got to, it's like now in France when old ladies pay with like yeah. vouchers and checks. Yeah. I am now that person paying with, with money. Cash. Yeah. But then when I got to Eurostar, there were a lot of people with printed tickets who were not old. Okay. They were just a, a variety of ages, but I would. Probably bank, they were all French. And I was just like, Uh. so I didn't feel like I'm French. I didn't, I didn't feel that. But I did think you're doing things in in a French way just More doing things not French. in an English way and like listening to people talking it was fascinating yeah go
1: on go on I love doing this when I go back I was in uh, the UK this weekend as well actually were you? yeah you know, I went to London what
0: were you doing in London? Uh,
1: just see my mates yeah uh, we rented a cottage in the countryside hmm. and just hung out there and just you know played pool and oh, just
0: best. you? or with the fami?
1: no, no with me his mates. my brother and two of our friends
0: oh that's just lovely a little, like a
1: lads <sighs> blokes weekend you know um And whenever I'm in the UK, I love just listening to other people's conversations just to hear the general tone and the kind of indirectness. I think I texted you um, maybe a year or so ago saying, I'm in London. And this is what it sounds like on the train. Sorry, 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 sorry. Because it's literally, I was just overhearing someone getting on the train with a bag. Oh, sorry. And then they come on and the other person says, sorry. And then they're sorry, this, sorry, that. Sorry, 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 Everything's sorry. Sorry means excuse me. Sorry means I need to get off the train. Sorry means get out of my way. Sorry means I don't understand what you just said. Sorry, it's everything. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I was listening to these guys talking and I just thought, I don't know if I understand fully what's being said. What? I don't know. They were just speaking all this slang. It was really fun. It was really interesting. People were very friendly. I went to Boots. I had all this money to spend. So I was at Eurostar and I was like, I'm going to spend it in Boots. And so the woman said, Oh, can I help you? And I was like, Oh, I'm just looking for this and that. And she said, Tell me if you buy something because um, I've got vouchers. And she was quite friendly, but I thought, all oh, this is nonsense. And then I was going to buy some cream. I was like, I might as well buy it here, buy some moisturiser here. And I said, oh, I'm going to buy this, actually. Uh, can you, do you take cash? And she was like, I can take you to a cash till. So she took me to a cash till and she gave me a £10 voucher. I said, £10? I don't even have a boots card. And she said, yes, there seems to be a lot more deals in England.
1: Oh, there's a lot of wheelie, wheeler dealers. stuff. You, no,
0: no, no, but just, you know, you buy something, yeah, you get buy vouchers. buy one, get one and free.
1: Like, all this stuff does, that doesn't exist in France. Super commercialised uh, uh, yeah, shopping kind kind of experience.
0: Just, selling and Obviously, still quite a lot of foreign people, which was nice because I was worried that Everyone would have left. Did
2: After you buy Brexit. the forty-five pence packs of paracetamol to bring back with you? Because here in France, what? the para- paracetamol is outrageously expensive. But you get here. it on,
0: yeah. But I get it on a prescription.
2: Yeah, but I can't be asked going to the doctor to get a prescription. So I, I like in Boots, you, you, they're, they're less than one pound the yeah. packs of yeah. paracetamol. Yeah, here crazy. it's about five euros. Is that, it's that right? It's outrageous. Yeah, the, the like Dolly or Advil or whatever brand you get. Yeah, it's that's one of the things.
1: I mean, one of the things in England that's better. Um, mm. There's not many things that are better. But Cheap paracetamol and ten pound vouchers at Boots, at, Boots. The, the, at Boots, the chemist. That's it.
0: That's it. Then we're done. and the
1: Beatles. That's it.
0: But it was and nice Edney, I mean, yeah. London. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was oh, hot, hold I
1: mean. on. Speaking of the Beatles, yes.
2: What's your opinion on the new song that came out? Oh, um, you want me? To, you want me to talk about that now? Have you Have you already talked about it, it ha- on your podcast? Yeah. Okay, give what? me the overall. I mean, you know, new the, song?
1: The, the, They They released. They a released new song. a new song. Oh, I want God. your opinion before I give mine. Well, I can't really give an opinion just on the song, just on its own, because for me, the song only means anything in context with the story yeah. and and the rest of it. But, okay, so. so let me ask you a different question. Were you happy or were you annoyed? by what the new song by the fact that it exists yeah no happy with okay. that yeah all right uh, i mean the song is it's it's all right it's not like as good as some of their work in the past yeah. and uh, you know the production is it's got that kind of shiny paul mccartney 2020 kind of production mm-hmm. to it um but i thought the hearing john lennon's voice is extraordinary and that's really amazing okay. the way they've managed to separate it there's a whole story which i maybe shouldn't go into now I don't know. So basically the, the short story is
2: they recorded a song or John Lennon wrote a song in like mm-hmm. 1970. Yeah. Uh, 77. 77. Yeah. Okay. So, and he recorded it. Good year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He recorded it. He recorded him singing it and on the piano.
1: So
0: mm-hmm.
2: the tape
1: that Yoko Ono had was John Lennon's voice with a piano over the top. And the TV and the cars in the street. Bleeding into the okay, yeah. So it was like a you know, a a
2: recording from the 1970s, not great, yeah. So, anyway, when they decided to try and make some old songs available again, the when the three of them were left, the three tools, the three tools is that what they were called? Well, that's kind of how people call them. Nice, so they tried to work on this song, and George Harrison tried to. He played a what? What did uh, uh, played acoustic guitar? Yeah, so he recorded a guitar piece for this song. The problem was they never could separate his voice from the piano, and it just sounded rough. So they never released that song. In fact, it was George who, and I quote, say so this fucking shit. This isn't it. <laughs> I didn't know that because I, I didn't. I didn't go deep, deep, deep.
0: Let me guess. So then, did they use AI?
2: Yeah, they basically used the, well. The, steady on, because go on. Well, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it. It's not AI in the sense of like they haven't made his voice out of a thing that didn't exist. They yeah. basically were just able to separate
1: his voice it's not, from the rest of the track. It's not generative AI. So it's not AI yeah. singing with the voice of John Lennon. Instead, it's, they've used it to separate his yeah. voice from the rest of yeah. the so recording. So it's his real voice. And so that's great. Yeah, yeah, and so they were able to re-record the song with just
2: his voice away from the piano yeah. and redo the song. So it, it's, it is it's actually a real song with the four of them actually playing it. Ringo's on, on the it.
1: drums... George is on guitar and, and some vocals. Paul is on fucking everything mm. and John is he's got his vocals in it. Mm. Paul re-recorded Paul uh, John's piano um, and it's actually very good. but there's also you know you start to wonder what it's really about and the more you kind of get into the the, the story of it, you understand that it might even be John singing to Paul in the 70s when he was estranged when they were estranged from each other, he was holed up in his apartment. Sort of not really going out into the world, not really writing or publishing music. Well, he was writing; he was at home writing, but he was in a strange place. And um, I think that uh, him and Paul definitely communicated to each other through songs in the seventies. And there's lots of very clear examples of it. And there's a lot of it that's very, that's a lot more obvious than you know than people give it credit for. He's quoting Paul's songs in his song lyrics for in songs that are supposed to be about Yoko and stuff like this and all sorts of uh, odd things and um so there's that and also the lyrics in the song uh, now and then from a there's a, there's a story there as well which is that basically okay I'm going to try and give you the very quick version yeah this is deep I've, deep this, yeah, this is, is deep, I, deep yeah, I cuts. so in uh, 1981 Paul McCartney was grieving the loss of uh, John Lennon right he was uh, on Montserrat where George Martin uh, the Beatles producer had a recording studio. He was there recording his new album, right? And he invited some friends to come and work with him, including Ringo. He also invited this guy called uh, Carl Perkins, who, who wrote Blue Suede Shoes, one of the old American 50s rock and roll guys. He invited him because he was friends with him. Uh, Carl stayed on the island for a few days, had a wonderful time. Apparently wasn't in the best Uh, place in his life at that time but he had a lovely time and he was so moved by the hospitality and generosity of paul and linda that he wrote a song and the song was like very smooth country ballad and the last line of the song was um um uh if we um if we never see each other again dear friend think of think about me every now and then right? He plays the song to Paul and Linda on the day he's leaving for the airport. Paul is in tears. He's in floods of tears at the end of the song. And he has to leave the room because and, and, he's crying so much. And, 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 he, and Carl's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to Linda. And Linda's like, no, it's fine. How? You know He really needed that. It's the first time he's really been able to cry. Uh, and uh, then she says, but how did you know? And he goes, what, what do you mean? How did I know what? And, and uh, she says, well, the, those the, the lyrics of the song, those are only Paul and I, we're the only people in the world who know about that. And he said, you're freaking me out. What is it? And she said, the line you said at the end of the song, those are the last words that John ever said to Paul the last time they met. Wow. At the Dakota building. Apparently he said that to him and ta- ha- sort of patted him on the back the last time they saw each other. And it turned up in this song. And Paul is actually kind of, very superstitious about it yeah. and believes that it's John speaking to him through Carl's song because Carl was this hero for both of them mm-hmm. that there was like this is John's way of reaching out to Paul through Carl and it's very weird and there's a documentary where Carl Perkins tells this story and he's just telling this he's just finished telling the story and his wife buzzes into the studio on the intercom mm-hmm. there's this telephone call you, call for you Carl is Paul McCartney on the line? So, weirdly, when Carl tells the story on the documentary, at the same moment, Paul just randomly chooses to call him. So that's weird as well, yeah. isn't it? But that's, so that's, that's the significance of the phrase now and then. And so, obviously, this means a lot to Paul. So that's also part of why he was so keen to redo this track. And there's a guitar solo on it that Paul does, which is a tribute to George. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's very sweet, really. Well, sometimes
2: yeah. things like that, mm.
1: ha- like in life, you have these weird, co- like this, the
2: the, the the train back yesterday yeah. from Montpellier mm. that I was on tour. Like it was, it was just like the something aligned weirdly in so, the universe. Yeah. So we get on the train, Um, me and Adam, we were in car three. Yes. And we joined from car two because we couldn't be bothered walking. One car more, and then walking back because our seats were closer to. Car- so basically, we walked onto the carriage with our backs, with everyone's backs to us. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, you sometimes walk on a train, and when you walk through your carriage to get to your seat, everyone's looking at you. This was the opposite; everyone's back. So me and Adam, yeah, yeah. we sat. Nick, we were sat. Uh, the the aisle, the way the aisle seating was, was too aisle one right so i was on the one and he was on the two and the aisle separating you exactly so <laughs> we sit there and then uh, manu the light and sound guy he walks on from the other side so he's facing us mm. and to the woman in front of me he's like no 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 he said that to the woman in to front. the woman and then he bends because she didn't know what was going on and she looked up and she's like what the hell are you doing here so they know each other. She, it turns out, is a a really famous actress in France. Oh, yeah. Uh, Her name is Audrey Lamy, uh, and she's been in uh, a bunch of films, TV shows, and he used to do her show. He used to do the lights and sound for her one-woman show ten years ago. Uh, So the fact that they met there was crazy. The fact that she was there, the person sitting in front of her, opposite her, was just a normal civilian. (laughs) And he's looking at the situation going... Sorry, is this the celebrity carriage? What the? Cuz he knew who I was. Right. He obviously knew who she was cuz she's like massive. And he's like, "What what is going on in this train?" <laughs> so that was crazy. And then we stopped in Valence uh, before we got to Paris. And as we're all chatting the four of us together, on walks Olivier Véran, the the old health minister during COVID, I was talking about uh, uh, Zaddy's and Sarah mm. really likes, she's, she has the hots for Olivier Véran. She, oh, yeah. He has a photo of him getting the COVID injection with his shirt off and she's like, oh god, yeah, give me a bit of that. <laughs> so he walks on and we're like, is that Olivier Véran? He's like, yeah. So then he walks and he just sits behind us. It's like, what is this carriage? <laughs> he's there with his security card and like two of his like communications people. One of the girls who's a communication, who runs his communications, she's like, I'm a huge fan, like maybe we can get she you. She comes up to she you. Up to me and goes. I'm a huge fan. Maybe we can do like a, a, a like a, a crossover with you and Olivier Véran, who's now like the the, the, the government spokesperson. Wow! And it's just like this weird, like c- c- cosmic thing of like how is this all happened in one train like the train is about 10 carriages long yeah we could have all been sat in different carriages but no we're all sat in the same one yeah, yeah. the guy opposite the, the this actress is going crazy He's like i don't understand what is going on here <laughs> so he's like can we take a selfie and we take like a ripoff of the selfie that they took at the oscars you know where it's like bradley cooper and jennifer L- and it's like everyone there we took yeah. the same <laughs> selfie in the train and it's like this is weird how the world works sometimes where you just do you
0: not think it's a sign paul like, France loves you. And you're like turning your back. You're just like, you're one of them. You're like, they're amongst the stars. French people are like, I love you. And you're like, goodbye. You don't understand I'm puns. Not, I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah. You didn't understand the Russian joke. So, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, no, the saying-
0: highest form of laughter puns because I'm going to where people will appreciate my dad because jokes. Of
1: your jokes are full of your stand up is full of puns not it's not really it so uh, not. just to be clear that Paul is you know this his last show is called Bisou Uh it's called Bisou Bai because apparently this is the last show he's going to do uh, in France. No, it's not. It's no? the last bilingual show. All right.
2: Okay. I will do shows only in French in France. I'll do my only English show in France as well, but I'm just done with the bilingual thing. Okay. I just see. because like obviously that's a the, the joke, the Russian thing, that's more for the English side. So if I do an English only show here, it just won't include puns. That's fine. Right, right, it's right. more just the bilingual thing of like I'm a lot of my jokes rest upon you understanding both languages a little bit because yeah. there is a play on words somewhere in there and there's a misunderstanding whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um yeah, it's just I'm it's it's difficult. It's frustrating going to a place where people have paid to come and see you and you, they don't understand the jokes. And I'm frustrated for them. I'm frustrated for yeah. me because I'm like I can hear that they don't understand. Mm. And I'm like if I were doing this all in French, it would be much better. Or you know, if we're in like when we were touring Canada, if I'm in Edmonton in Canada, everyone understands English because the yeah. French people that move out there obviously speak English. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I not doing the show all in English here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's it, it feels like I've 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 reached the limit of what I can do bilingually. Like I've I've reached the mass. Yes. What is it? What's the word when you reach the most uh, like terminal velocity? Capacity. Terminal velocity. But. In, yeah. in, in terms of getting an audience, like I, I'm st- I can still, you know, yeah. gain an audience, but I'm just like, all right, like, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. And I sure. feel like the next step is exploiting the fact that I speak English and I have never done shows in the English speaking country. Monolingual in shows now.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. Amber, yes. so I'm going to switch to you. Oh, what's yes. the time?
0: Uh, 10 to 1.
1: 10 to 1.
0: And this okay, is so one we, hour.
1: Yeah, we're going to wrap up soon, this catching up session. Because yeah. I think we're nearly caught up. Yeah. But I just wanted to ask you, what, how's it going? What have you been up to? Because obviously you went to London.
0: Well, I told you I went to London. Yeah. It's about the highlight. We've been, well, we've been painting yeah. our flat.
1: Right. <laughs> w- what colour?
0: Well, the last room is for my daughter, who's three. Guess what colour? Pink. Yes, pink. Fully pink. Pink ceiling. Pink is walls. it like
2: pastel pink or is it like Barbie pink?
0: No, it's neither. Well, the, the, the ceiling is like a deep pink, mm. cinder rose. So it's very deep pink. And in fact, the painter was like, I like that pink best. And then the pink on the walls is a lighter pink, a sort of off-white pink, Middleton pink. vernas. nice.
1: And uh, why pink?
0: because she's 3.
1: And she chose pink. Didn't yes,
0: she? she absolutely did. Yeah. She just lives for pink. She it's interesting pink that, it? every it's single day.
1: Interesting, isn't it? Our girls always end up going, well, not always, often end up going for pink, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, some people believe that we program that into them. But I don't know. But she is we
0: wearing quite a lot of her brother's clothes because yeah.
1: they're born on the same day.
0: And oh, so yeah. they're the same age so they can wear the same clothes. And Well at wait, well, that they're not age, wait a
1: minute, they're not the same age. They're, she was born the on same the same season. day. She was born on the same day but like 5 years 6, years, six years afterwards.
0: Yeah, but so when he she's 3 and so when he was 3 it was the same right, season right, and the right, kind right, of right, they're about right. the same size. Right. Um but when he was 3 he was also into pink. She has got quite a long quite a number of little pink items. So maybe it's just 3 and not girls Who, or boys. Yeah, maybe. It's just 3. But yeah. I like pink and I think the room looks Really
1: nice. I bet it does.
0: And But we've painted everything. Pink
1: shoes. Pink, yeah, shoes, pink shoes, exactly. I don't have anything uh, pink. I've well, pink shoes and pink was. glasses. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pink right. yeah. Pink is good. Pink is lovely. I've got pink. they say.
2: Pink
1: t-shirt, pink shirt. I mean, I've got home. pink skin, so it kind yeah. of matches. Me too, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all quite pink.
1: Yeah. To be yeah. Fair. Um, Have your kids said anything funny recently? Because every now and then you text me.
0: Well, Margot... <laughs> Uh, she, so we're potty training. We're basically there, like it's okay, but we do have accidents occasionally.
1: With the potty training.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So there's occasional accidents. Do you know what I mean? She's still little. And so she said to me the other day, uh, she said, uh, Amber,
1: because of course she, she uh, calls you Amber. <laughs>
0: they all call me Amber. But she's just like, farts in knickers, poos in loos, peepees in potties. It's like <laughs> words to live by. Where has she learned that? Wait
1: She doesn't just come up with that. Repeat that, please.
0: Farts in knickers.
1: Farts in knickers. Poo's in loos. Poo's in loos. Remember this, everyone. Pee-pees in potties. Pee-pees in potties. Is that the title of this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a subtitle. Uh, Farts in... Keep the farts in the knickers.
0: Like, you can... can, can, Fart in the knickers. You can fart. That's okay. If you're in knickers... Because I just say, don't don't poo in your knickers. Because she's, you know... That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and sometimes I'll say, do you need to do a poo? And she'll be it's just a fart. And I'm like, that's okay. So (laughs) that's okay. But like, sometimes it's a warning. Yeah. So is it a warning? But so farts and knickers. Wonderful. (laughs) Lose and lose because it would be nice. A poo in a loo, because yeah. then you don't need
1: to clean the, potty. the best place for a poo, isn't it? Really, in a yeah, loo. in the
0: loo, mm. yeah. and then peepees and potties. But you see, she didn't see the poetry of it because, of course, poos and loo's rhymes, yeah, right? and peepees and potties is alliteration, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately texted it to my friend to just be like, "This is this how, is
2: how proud you were, You're You're so, so uh, proud." I mean, it's mine. Yeah. Her thing now is yeah. when we're in the bath. She goes, "Papa, papa." <laughs> and she farts and the bubbles come up and she finds it hilarious really and good. so do I to be fair <laughs> especially when she's like Papa yeah she stops she'll be playing she'll be in the middle of like playing with her thing and she goes Papa I'm like what Regarde
1: and then she goes bloop, 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 and she f-
2: <laughs> she loses it
1: she speaks French to you yeah she doesn't speak English
0: really oh, no. so my I'll daughter
1: who's five uh, just a couple of days ago spilt some yoghurt on the table and she went fuck <laughs> Not fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. She said. Fuck. And I was like, what What's did that? you. And I was instantly like, what? What did you just say? She said, fuck. Fuck in hell.
2: Fuck, fuck in hell.
1: hell. And wow. I think she thinks it's a fox. Uh,
0: she thinks oh, that that's a fox in hell. You need to hell. correct that.
1: Yeah, so it's not fuck. It's not fuck, darling. It's fuck. Get Maybe get she it thinks it right. It's a fox as in a seal. You know, a seal. Yeah, a sea lion. A oh, right. In yeah, French, it's in French a fox. Oh, seal is a fox. Yeah, yeah. I, I've noticed that. Yeah. Going through when she was like one and a half. Oh, look, a book of animals. Horse, you know, Cheval, Unvash. Fuck? Fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so she said, fuck. And I was like, what? Fuck? Fuck in hell? Fuck so in hell? Just thinks, keep it. Just keep it. She thinks either there's a fox that's it's in hell.
0: Seal in hell.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Interesting moments. They are funny. Yeah, they are funny little do, kids.
0: Do they actually? In, back to this. So swearing. We were in the car and we were driving. I don't know on holiday, and so my daughter she doesn't like the car seat. She's like. Get me out this bloody car. And I thought, (laughs) I just really enjoyed it so much the way she said bloody car. But she's kind of really English. Like she won't wear a coat. She says bloody correctly. And the other day she made herself sick. I was doing this course online and she rolled up. She was like, I'm not feeling well. And she had marmite all over her face. And she'd taken the marmite. She likes to take the marmite and just eat it. And I was like, have you been eating? We have to hide the marmite because she'll eat it with a spoon. I said, oh. Oh, no wonder you're sick. You've made yourself sick from eating Marmite. And that's why we have to hide it from you. <laughs>
1: Marmite, mm. listeners, is the most British thing in the world. And it's it's sort of... You, you don't like it, do I you, Paul? I hate it. You hate Marmite? Yeah. It's what well, it's basically a hundred percent brewer's yeast. It's just delicious. vitamin B twelve. I mean it used jar. to be, it's not that anymore. It is, isn't it? it? It's just it is it's no, chemically it's made. Just it's, delicious. B12. it's just vitamin B twelve. It's just vitamin B twelve in a in a jar. It's like this brown sticky it's stuff. Disgusting. And you're only supposed to have a little bit on like some cheese on toast with a little bit of yeah. marmite. Not eating it with a spoon. spoon? No. Wow, so she's so British. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's 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 feeling yeah. Pretty uh, pretty English there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very yeah. good. Well, do you feel like we've caught up now?
0: Do More or, you, or less.
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I think that then what we're, the, the plan is now. What about now, you? What have you been up to? God, what, um, not much, really. Just um, doing the podcast, doing this. crushing Oops, it on YouTube. Um, yeah, trying. Um, doing the podcast, updating all the website the pages mm-hmm. on, on, you know, on my website, and uh, dealing with a new baby. Dealing with How a new is baby. This new baby. He's great. Yeah, he's a total cutie pie. He's a really, he's good at the moment. I was just saying to Paul earlier, like, um, he's go- He's great now. You know, in a few months, he's going to start moving a lot more. Mm. And when he starts actually walking, that might be a totally different story. But at the moment, since he's basically staying, he stays in one place. And he smiles a lot, much easier, and, and that's that's great. So he's, you know, we are able to sleep more or less. Sometimes, you know, wake up a couple of times in the night, but other times just so sleep good. straight through. So lucky, yeah. He's a good lad, and he smiles and he charms all the ladies.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: and the and the guys as well. As I mean, he's just a charmer. That sounds he's cool. a little charmer. Do you
0: know, you're not sleeping.
1: No, I mean, so like like
2: Louise when she couldn't move was the worst that she ever was. Mm. Now that she can move, she's great because she just we, we, we couldn't leave her we couldn't leave her as soon as we sat her down or put her in a what do you call it a bouncer yeah uh, and we tried to go and cook something forget it she would
1: just lose her shit straight into
2: ah! so we had to be with her all, every, all the time right. every, and it
1: was horrific oh it was awful yeah he's pretty good that way you can kind of leave him for a while and so uh, his sister oh, so his sister adores him and mm. she's like she loves him so much she goes up to him she's like she's like you know she can't contain how cute uh, he is she wants to just squeeze his him. Like cheeks like this mm. so yeah so far so good we'll see what happens when he moves into her bedroom and starts trying to play with her toys we'll see mm-hmm. how she feels then
0: well look you you need to just it's a learning curve like my son my daughter's always trying to take you know my son's stuff and like he gets really angry and I'm like You need to move away from the object. The quickest way to get something off a toddler is to show no interest. You know, you've got to move.
1: Move out of the theatre of conflict.
0: Absolutely. So it's really training for him.
1: Yeah. And will be for your daughter too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Something to look forward to. Guys, do you want some lunch? Do you want me to buy you some lunch? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. And then hopefully if we have time, we'll stick around to play to tell some lies the lying game or not or not truth or, or not. lies we'll see so that's probably going to be in another episode you're just going to have to wait until next time folks for that one but thanks so much for being back here and I'll uh, speak to you both soon All
0: okay right. then sounds
1: good thanks listeners thank bye. you listeners good. bye 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 Nine. bye bye Nine. Nine. bye 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 yes that was Amber and Paul back on Luke's English podcast after quite a long time And it was good to have them back. How are you, listeners? Did you manage to follow everything that you heard in that conversation? I wouldn't be surprised if there were various things that you missed. But hopefully, the general vibe, right, is good and friendly and fun and funny and all those things. And uh, for that reason, you're still here, right? Right. Are you still here? You are. I hope so. And that you haven't turned into some sort of skeleton. Of course you haven't turned into a skeleton. You're still listening. You're still alive and well. I said it was fun and funny as well, right? I've noticed that my French learners often get confused between the word fun and the word funny and sort of mix them up a bit. Um, But those two words are distinct, different words with different meanings. Uh, One of those words means that it makes you laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, that's right. Funny. That's funny. So if something's funny, it makes you laugh. Uh, And if something is fun, it's just enjoyable. Obviously, those two things can happen at the same time. You might find something enjoyable because it makes you laugh, in which case it can be both funny and fun. But those two words do not mean the same thing. Here's an example. What about um, if someone tells you a really good joke? Right, which word would you... That was so... What, funny, of course. Yeah, if you go and see a really good comedy show, like, for example, Paul Taylor uh, at the Zenith, uh, with support from Yours Truly... If you say yours truly, that means you're referring to yourself. So when I said with support from yours truly, that means with support from from me. For example, if you go and see a great comedy show, you could say, oh, that was so funny, wasn't it? Whereas if you just have a really good time, like, I don't know, you go bowling... And it's actually good because it's not always good, is it? Bowling sometimes you just it's just really embarrassing. You don't know how to do it. You you hurt your fingers because the ball, you bowling ball, you used the the holes were too small. The ball was too heavy. You slipped over when you were bowling the the ball down the alley. You slipped over and fell over. Or you tried to bowl the ball and it it didn't come loose out of your hand at the right moment and instead you threw it up into the air and it flew up and then bounced down and slammed onto the onto the bowling alley and made a really loud noise and then it instantly fell into the little channel on the side and rolled pathetically to the back um and you know that's bowling so anyway maybe bowling's a bad example i don't know what's a really really fun sport ladies and gentlemen I don't, what is it what's the most what is the most fun You can have in a sport, I don't know, but let's say you love tennis and you've just had a really good game of tennis and, oh, you just got a really good rally going and it went on for ages. It was really dramatic and afterwards, oh, I really enjoyed that. That was really good fun. So that's fun, right? Fun meaning enjoyable. Okay, anyway, so that was Amber and Paul. Ladies and gents, uh, listeners, let me know how that was for you. Okay, Um, I'm always interested in your comments. Do you have any responses to any of the things you heard there? And yeah, that's right. You heard at the end that uh, uh, the plan after we did that recording was to go and get some lunch. And that's exactly what we did. And then we came back to the pod room in the pod castle and recorded another episode. And yeah, as another sort of um, slightly nostalgic one because we recorded an episode of The Lying Game. I think it's something like almost the 10th time that we've played The Lying Game on this podcast, but we haven't done The Lying Game on the show for a few years now. So I'm sure that there are some people listening who don't know what The Lying Game is. Now, you'll find out all about it uh, in the next episode when that one arrives. You can listen and find out for yourself. But if you want to uh, look into my episode archive and find older episodes of The Lying Game, then be my guest. And by the way, If you want to know a convenient way to search for episodes, then there is a way to do it. Sometimes people write to me and they say, Luke, uh, do you have like categories in your episode archive or is there any way of like navigating your episode archive? Uh, you know, for example, if I want uh, Amber and Paul episodes, you know, do you have an Amber and Paul category or something? I don't have that because that it's actually really difficult to categorize all the episodes. But what you can do is just use a simple Command F search or Control F search, which is something that any uh, internet browser allows you to do. A lot of people will know about this, but then a lot of other people don't know about this. And it's, it's a really convenient way to search for keywords on any web page. And it works on PDFs and stuff as well. So if you're using an Apple Mac computer, just hold down Command and press F. When you're on a website, for example, my episode archive, which would be teacherluke.co.uk slash episodes, go there on, on your computer. If you're using a Mac... And this works on Safari, it works on Google Chrome, I imagine it works on Firefox as well and other browsers. So you've gone to my episode archive, there it is, all of the episodes ever in one big list on one page, hold down the command key and press F and a little um, sort of box will open up and there you can write the word, I don't know, amber, just write the word amber and then... Every instance of the word Amber on that page will be highlighted. And you can actually skip between them using up and down arrows next to the little search bar where you wrote the word Amber. There's a little up arrow and a down arrow. And you can skip between each, instant, each instance of the word Amber, essentially revealing to you every single time Amber's, were, Amber's name is written on that page. And it really helps you to find episodes with Amber. And if you want, you can write Amber and Paul. But probably I would say just search for Amber because if you you get Amber, you'll probably get Amber and Paul as well. There are some episodes where it's just Amber. But there you go. Command F and then write the name you're looking for, the word you're looking for. That works for other things too. For example, if it's short story. If you want the word story, command F and then type story, and see what you find. It's an interesting way of quickly and conveniently navigating the episode archive on my website. If you're not using a Mac, if you're using a Windows computer, you just do the same thing, but you do control F. Okay, control F, and then you can search for any word on any page that way as well. So there you go, little pro tip. It's not a pro tip, because you don't need to be a professional to know that, but little little helpful tip there um, if you're trying to search the episode archive. I think what I'll do, actually, is uh, I'll put links to previous episodes of The Lion Game uh, on the page for this episode. So if you want to prepare yourself in advance and become familiar with the Lion Game in all its glory, then you can do that. I'll give you a basic idea of what the game is. And this is a, a, a game, which a, a kind of a, a conversation game, which I used to use right at the start of my teaching career when I was teaching in Japan. Did I ever tell you that I used to live in Japan? Yeah, I did used to, actually. don't know if I've ever said that. Um, and uh, the, the Japanese are actually fairly notorious for being a bit quiet uh, in English lessons. Not all Japanese people. I met some Japanese people who were very talkative indeed, very outgoing and stuff. But to a large extent, Japanese students in class can be a little bit sort of uh, quiet. And so you need to find ways, imaginative ways to encourage them to speak and ways to encourage them to tell stories about their lives, to describe things that they've done. And so I came up with this idea of The Lying Game. It's a very simple concept. In fact, there's a TV show, a really good TV show, which you can see in the UK, which is called Would I Lie to You? And it uses exactly the same format. But I I promise you, I did not take my idea of The Lying Game from that TV show uh, because I'd been using uh, The Lying Game in English lessons for years before I ever saw the show. Uh, so anyway, the the concept is basically tell us a story, tell us something that happened to you. And you can choose to tell the truth or tell a lie. And we have to then try to work out if you're telling the truth or if you're telling a lie. And we do that by asking lots of questions. And eventually the story comes out. Okay. Now I found that this worked well with Japanese students because it gave them the option to, if they wanted to be private and not really say anything about their lives, they could just make something up, you know? Kind of gives you the freedom. You can either tell a true story about your personal life, or you can just make something up if you don't really want to share, um, you know, any details about yourself. And it would, you know, it work. work with, it's not just for the Japanese. Any Anyone can can want to be private, you know, of course. I'm sure this would have worked anywhere. In fact, I've been doing it since I left, you know, after I left Japan, I did use this game and I've been using it ever since with multinational groups. I use it in France. Uh, as much as I can, because I love doing this game in English lessons. So tell us a thing that happened to you. You can tell the truth or tell a lie. And we have to ask lots and lots of questions in order to basically help us decide. And a story is revealed in the process. That's the concept. Okay. And yeah, we've done lots of lying games before on the podcast with Amber and Paul. And as I said, I'll share some links to those old episodes. So if you want to listen to some lying game episodes to get a sense of what it's all about, then you could do that. And, and then um, when the next episode arrives, you'll be fully prepared and you'll know exactly what to expect. Okay. All right, that's enough for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Amber and Paul. And um, I hope that you will enjoy uh, the next episode, the Lion Game episode, which will come uh, soon, probably in about a week, but uh, uh, we'll see. All right. Um, All right, then. Okay, good. Lovely. Have a nice day, afternoon, evening, morning, night. Enjoy yourself. Be nice to your fellow humans, if that's possible. And I will speak to you in the next episode. But for now, it's time to say goodbye, bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.